Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Fortunate and honored to have with us Nicole Maroon. Uh, she is the producer and lead actor in a film uh, called Luba. It is the story of a pregnant and newly aware of her runaway husband's crack addiction. Uh, a woman who is trapped in an impossible situation strives to turn her life around while juggling a, fla- a floundering love life, odd jobs, and custody with a recovering addict. The film is I believe premiering at Cinequest uh, Film Festival, and it is uh, a terrific film. I really um, can't wait till we have the opportunity to talk with her about it because it's the kind of movie that is you just you just marvel at the the style, the tone, and the acting in it. So with, with that being said, Nicole Maroon, welcome to Film School. Hi, thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. I kind of butchered that introduction. I apologize. I don't think I did justice to the story. It's it's not a complicated story, but it's a well-told story. Tell us, uh, from your perspective, the the, the, uh, the storyline of Luba. Okay, I think the main story is all revolves around Luba herself, the title character, and she's a poor single mother, right. and she's trying to make a better life for her and her kid. Yep. Her son is six in the film. The challenges she overcomes are the things that you listed in your intro. Yeah. The floundering love life, juggling odd jobs. She's constantly in this push and pull with her ex-husband, who's a recovering addict. Yeah. And the complications of that relationship, not just for between the two um, parents, but also between her son's relationship to his father and dealing with the all of the challenges that comes with uh, someone recovering from, from an addiction. And at one point in the story, he relapses, yeah. and then you watch the film wondering whether or not she's going to be able to protect herself and protect her son. Yeah, and again, one of the strengths of the film, I think probably in some ways the most <clears throat> engaging uh, strength of the film is the tone that you set. It, it's, it feels real. It feels relatable. I felt like oftentimes stories like this will get in, will veer into areas that seem improbable, implausible. But all of this felt very much like a woman dealing with very real problems, but in a way that she herself, Luba, is such a you did a great job of sort of fleshing her out in 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 the in her sort of her attitude towards dealing with these dealing with these different issues. I just I that's what I really appreciate about the film. It's just that there, it has a, a, the 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 way it 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 plays out just feels right. Um, I, I'm sure you and the director, which I didn't mention, is it Kelly Wilson? Am I saying that correctly? Kaylee. Kaylee Wilson. Uh, must have worked on this very hard because you're both producers. Obviously, uh, Kaylee's the director. What was it went into sort of, you know, as you're plotting out the story, what were you looking to try to accomplish in terms of the tone and of the, of the film? You know, that's actually a bit of a funny story because I wasn't 
supposed to be in the film. I was supposed to produce it with my husband, mm-hmm. Vladimir John Kubert, who wrote the film, and I was going to co-produce it with him. Um, but things happen, you know, when you're when you're putting a film together, things happen, and we kind of um, got this very narrow window that we could assemble our ideal cast and, and crew. Mm-hmm. And within that window, another, we couldn't find an actor to play Luba that could carry the film and could give it this um, heart that, you, that you're describing. And we thought the only way to get it done within our time frame on our schedule was if, if I did it. Mm-hmm. So I stepped into the role um, and I, I was not the first choice for the film. So it's really interesting. So I feel like what happened is kind of through osmosis, you know, through pre-production with my husband over, you know, about three years of him wanting to tell this story, being with him while he's doing rewrites, um, and hearing him just flesh out his ideas as his wife, I feel like kind of through osmosis or through um, supporting him, I kind of was able to take on the feel and the heart and the story that I knew he wanted to tell, and I just, I, I, it was kind of a leap of faith. You know, we, I showed up on set, and, it, you know, when Kaylee said action, I just had to trust that, that all of this work that I had been doing with my husband behind the scenes, that it would translate and show up on camera. If I just showed up, I was honest, I was vulnerable, yeah. and, you know, and I trusted Kaylee and my husband that, that, that the, the right story would be told. So it, it was a very unique situation for me because I'm also an actor, but I didn't approach this role the way I usually do. It didn't have the same kind of... Um, uh, methodical planning that I have put into into my stage work, for example. Well, it, the film in your role feels very lived in. I mean, again, you mentioned heart. I think that was the word I was going trying to trying to get to when I was describing it earlier. The film has a lot of heart, and the characters yeah. the characters are shades of whatever it is they are. They're you know, with your husband's part, um, he, he he has issues. Uh, he's but he's also got this very human side, very intelligent yeah. and all the rest of it. So it felt like I was dealing with adults and for the entire film. Everybody in it felt like that there's because often, again, as I said, oftentimes these turn into, you know, uh, lifetime movies. You know, these incredible yeah. things happen and they just feel forced and awful. And here's the point. Here's what we're trying to get to, you know, in terms of like the message. I never felt like it was it's not a message film at all. It's a life story. No. And yes, I, I compl- oh, my husband will be so happy to hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's terrific, by the way, in the film, yeah. as well as obviously did a great job for dialogue. Obviously, this is another key part of the film. People's conversations felt very real. Um, so yeah. congratulations to him. Uh, to let him know. I, 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 you know, yeah, I, I, I will. Definitely. Uh, and he's great. Uh, he plays uh, the part of Donnie. Uh, Marchuk, uh, very effectively yep. and very well. Um, and uh, let's get into the casting. Obviously, you had an important part in, I assume you had a part in casting the film. Um, yes, absolutely. Tell me a little bit about this. Now, you, this is your, uh, it's a Canadian production. Are you also Canadian? Um, I am Canadian, yes. Uh-huh. I did go to USC, so uh-huh. I am a Trojan. <laughs> <laughs> but But I'm Canadian, and everyone in the cast is Canadian. Okay. And uh, we did this, we built this uh, cast in a really kind of unique way up here in Canada to keep a union set where um, everyone on the film are union actors and they're actually mostly 
friends and family from a, a theater collective that my husband and I are a part of. So we really knew most of the people that we worked with. We really knew them um, for years on a personal level. And again, that was important to us. Because of what you said, it's not a message movie. It's a sto- it's a movie about real people in real life situations, and we wanted the the cast to have a very family like, organic yeah. um, relationship. You know that yeah. goes deeper than just people saying their lines. Right. And yeah, so I, the casting was a was a very um, wonderful process of reaching out to people that we already knew and trusted. To, to fill these roles, yeah. Um, I, I want to sort of give an idea of what I, the, sort of a concrete example of what I mean when I say the film had the right tone. And I'll, when you and you mentioned minor, <clears throat> minor miracles, right? That's what life is. I mean, it's sort of the small things that that happen that are positives. That so we can we sort of we hold on to those. There's no big reveal. There's no big mm-hmm. giant. You know. Nobody wins the lottery at the end or no, you know, nothing, nothing Mm -hmm. like it's just these are these sort of minor moments in life. And those are the things we remember. These are the things we hold on to. These are the 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 small slights that we remember, the the good things that happen, interaction between a mother and a child and things like that. Mm -hmm. And that's what this movie is a whole bunch of. So um, that that's why. Go ahead. That's really what we wanted to celebrate. You know, the struggle of the single mother. Yeah. And the you know, millions of thankless jobs that they do every day. And there's, you know, like you said, there's no big winning the lottery moment. There's no white knight on his horse coming to rescue her. You know, we wanted to celebrate the very real story of a single mom who has the world on her shoulders. And the the, the victory is that she gets up every day And does it again and again and again. And that's, that's the victory. That's the big moment is that she survives. You know, she gets up, she does it again, even though no one's applauding her or patting her on the back for doing it. All right. We're speaking with Nicole Maroon. She is the lead actor as well as producer of a film called Luba. Luba is uh, screening at the Cinequest 2018 Film Festival and is it the world premiere? Do I have that correct or if I'm... It is the world premiere. There you go. All right. Well, let, let's let people know that if they when they win, they're at Cinequest, right? Because yes. they all want to be there. They can see the world premiere, and that I believe is going to be on Saturday, March third, at four thirty at the Century Twenty One in Redwood City. That's right. That is correct. And are you going to be at Cinequest? We will be. We'll be at the world premiere at the the time you just mentioned at Redwood City. We're also going to be at the viewing uh, in San Jose at the Hammer Theater. All right. Um, That's on so the... you can go to the website, lubamovie.com, and we have all the festivals that we're in with all the show times yes. um, as we're able to announce. And then there's probably going to be a showing close to whoever's listening. There you go. I, great. And by the way, I, I'm going to take uh, host privilege right now and reveal what a geek I really am because you have cast one of someone from one of my all-time favorite situation comedies in this film. Jeff Cassell is in this. Yes! And I love Testies. I have to tell you, it's one of my favorite. <laughs> I love that, that series. I'm so so sad it was only one season, as far as I know, 
only one season. He is, fa- and by the way, he's fantastic in this role. Again, another example of somebody sort of in the small moments, in the quiet moments. His role is he's just absolutely terrific. So thrilled to see him again. I wish Chris yes. Mark. I wish Chris Markle was around too, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, we couldn't get him. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding, but no, but seriously, were you a fan of the show? Yes, I was, and I was also just a fan of him as a person. Yeah, you know his charm is unbelievable, and I knew that the Ben character, this this guy that you think in a typical rom com or something, he might have been the romantic, you know, interest for Luba, but, you know, Jeff just brought the right level of, of charm and brightness and joy so that, uh, you know, Luba could really see that there's great people out there. Yeah, I, I love his face. He has one of those very expressive faces. I just went from, from obviously from the time on Testy, but as well as just in this role, he has, he has yeah. the bearing of someone who is a kind soul, just to, to look That's- at him. Is that? That's right. <laughs> it's those eyes. It is those eyes. It's those kind of, yeah, they're not sad. They're just sort of, I don't know exactly what, I don't know how to describe it, but he's he's terrific. And I I don't want to leave out anybody from the cast. I thought, no, uh, your, the, uh, your neighbor, is that is that Brianna? Uh, just that Jasmine David, if I got that right, the, the neighbor? She's the, she plays the babysitter in the film. Oh, the babysitter. I'm sorry. Yeah, my neighbor is Patrice Goodman. Oh, there you go. Thank and you. And she's best known for uh, Sunnyside. Yes. Which is an awesome, yeah, comedy series, yeah, in Canada, yeah. Again, all the way down, all the, everybody in this film felt right. And uh, there must have been, uh, and I noticed that in your dedication to the, the film, you, you singled out um, someone, uh, Sam Moses. Is that correct? That's, yes, that's uh, right. I have. Uh, so, uh, and it looked like the Moses family was all over the credits. So uh, what's, is there a relation um, to, other than the fact that he is an actor and he was in the film, it felt like there was something more to all of that. My husband's best friend is Sam's son. And so my husband grew up with Sam in his life. And my stepdaughter grew up with Sam kind of as a, you know, a second dad and a, and a second grandpa. We're, we're very, very close to the Moses family as family, but Sam is also, was also an amazing actor. So he yeah. was um, lovely enough to lend his acting talents to our project, and uh, he passed away um, before it was finished. Well, he's a terrific. Pre- he's a terrific presence yeah. in the film, and I just wanted to acknowledge that he seemed. He seemed. Yeah. Again, it's just the, the the film is sort of permeates with this kind of humanity, and I just I just wanted to acknowledge that. Um, and it's a terrific film. I, I'm I'm sure you're very proud of it, and and, and the fact that it's at Cinequest and it's it, it's uh, one of the premier film festivals uh, must feel like. Uh, that jackpot we were talking about earlier. Um, uh, I'm congrat- yeah. congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mike. Yeah. So again, this film is premiering. People can see you on uh, in person as well as the film Luba on March on Saturday, March third. I'm I'm sort of backing up, and I believe it was at four something. That screening oh, should be right here in front of me. I'm sorry. At four thirty, four thirty at the Redwood City. Uh, theater, the Century Twenty uh, Theater in in Redwood City, and you, as you said, go to you go to Luba 
lubamovie.com to find out. It's L-U-B-A movie.com to find out more about the film, the screenings, uh, information, and I'm sure you'll be updating that. Also, there's a Facebook at facebook.com slash lubamovie to find out, to stay up to date. Current, yeah, I'm sure you're updating that all the time. Yeah, I think the Facebook page would be a really great place for people to go to see some of these faces that you and I were just talking about in the interview, yes. get to know the actors a little bit, you know, yeah. see all the behind-the-scenes pictures, and I think the Facebook, and we also have all the screening times on our Facebook page as well, so that might be a fun place for people to go. Well, that is great. Well, wonderful. Um, Nicole, uh, congratulations on this. Uh, you and uh, your husband, uh, I hope, continue to make films uh, and uh Kaylee as well. It's a terrific, uh, terrific film, and um, all the best. Thank you very much, Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.